0: Welcome to the Be Moved and Bloom podcast. If you're ready to dive deep, find incredible inspiration, and let yourself bloom into who you're truly meant to be, you're in the right place. Here you'll find transformational stories, spiritual tools, and practical wisdom to help you be your best self. Get ready to be moved and bloom. Hello, hello, welcome back, beautiful humans. (laughs) Welcome back to the Be Moved and Bloom podcast. I'm Louise, your host. I just wanted to jump on today to really talk about authenticity and what that really means and what that word actually means because I feel like in the uh, spiritual uh, self-improvement, self-development space, the word authenticity gets uh, bandied around a lot and authenticity is massively uh, important and um, living an authentic life and definitely speaking with your authentic voice speaking your authentic truth is something that um, is very much highlighted and uh, is a practice of yoga of the yoga Sutras um, connecting to you know your your true self is really part of the essence of the practice of yoga so I'm all about it but I have to say that even sharing with you everything that I shared in my last episode in the first episode of Be Moved and Bloom I got off the recording um, and then a couple of days after I had a session with a coach of mine a mentor and a friend here in Las Vegas And I realized after that session that I, I had still been holding back some stuff, you know, like I, despite the fact that I was recording and sharing my story, or at least the highlight reel of my, of my story, I know it's literally impossible to talk about it all. So, you know, sharing 30 minutes of my story essentially, but I felt like I hadn't truly tapped into my authenticity in some ways. And I wasn't even sure how exactly, but maybe it came through when you listened. I, If you haven't heard it yet, I definitely would love for you to hear that episode first so that this one makes more sense for you. But what I was actually going to do was just delete that whole thing, delete the episode and just re-record something new. Having realized that I hadn't really felt like I'd truly dug into the 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 meat and the the depths of uh, of my story with you guys with the podcast so my coach told me don't do that <laughs> my friend Petia, thank you patia now i got two episodes instead of one <laughs> but um she told me and you know i thought it was a great idea so that's what i'm doing i'm i'm telling you that i had that uh, realization that i hadn't felt truly deeply authentic and uh as a really you know as me learning and making that mistake in a way mistake in air quotes um, as a way to help others learn help you learn help myself learn obviously but I know that for me making so-called mistakes is how I learn it's part of my just how I've always operated and probably always will and in a way in that way i believe there's there's not really mistakes that we could make everything is just learning we're always just learning and that's the whole point of why we're here so to go back to authenticity and what i think that truly means is not covering anything it's not like i uh you know made up nonsense and and lies about my story in that last episode but like i said i did feel like I was still holding back a little bit. And that's really natural. It's a natural thing that I'm sure so many of us do. So many of you probably do. Um, maybe you're working through it like I am. Maybe you're not aware of it, but wherever you are with it, you know, it's really common for men, women, everybody to to hold back because we are, are social creatures and we would hate the idea of being cast out from the pack so to speak Um, so often we we hold our tongues we we hold our words back we hold just our our true selves back in so many ways in order to quote unquote fit in and I guess that's something that lots of us have internalized I know I definitely did and it's clearly something I'm still working through but that's why I wanted to share it with you because it's so important that we do work through it and, you know, we can all be working through it together <laughs> because, you know, this society was designed to, to keep us one certain way or, you know, a very narrow way of being, which as multidimensional magical humans that we are, you know, that doesn't feel right to us on a, on a soul level, But, you know, to fit in and to get ahead in this world, we often do have to hold ourselves back. Like, you know, you might just hold back like the crazy things that you're thinking about saying that you think are funny, but maybe you'd be scared no one else would laugh and they think you're a complete weirdo. That's been me. (laughs) Or maybe you're holding back, you know, your crazy, beautiful, colorful, flamboyant uh, dress sense or, you know, style style. Makeup you would love to wear, you know. We hold back in so many ways, and thankfully, as we progress as humans, as we evolve, and as our society uh, progresses, you know, thankfully, it's becoming less and less needed that we have to hide ourselves. But it's definitely still there, the uh, you know, the pull to to want to hide and dim our lights and not show our true authentic selves. So that was something I wanted to bring up with you, my lovely listeners. And I would love to hear if, if that's something you've struggled with. I feel like particularly for women without the history of women's voices being suppressed, women's rights being suppressed, you know, even still in many parts of the world, free speech or women standing up for their right to speak or their right to choose certain things like an education, for example, are uh, not permitted. And, you know, that's something that as women we carry with us and we, you know, it's kind of like our duty now in this day and age that we, if you do have the opportunity to to speak freely, then you definitely should, <laughs> basically, because we we owe it to the, the our ancestors and the those who weren't able to speak freely before us to uh to you know to break that cycle. And that's a whole other topic that we could dive into in another episode, I'm sure. But yeah, speaking authentically, being real, you know, being your The weirdo that you are. (laughs) I always used to think of myself as a complete freak. Like I used to be uh, scared that people would find out how weird I truly am. And, you know, like I said, it's a process of embracing that uh, so-called weirdness. Maybe it's just a matter of showing it more and more so that others who feel the same way don't feel so alone. You know, it can be as simple as that that's a beautiful way of of shining your light so that others can see it and feel permitted to shine theirs as well. So back to my story and reasons why I felt I hadn't been truly deeply myself was honestly because I did give like a 30 minute, (laughs) 30 minute highlight reel of, you know, eight years of my life. So obviously there was so much I couldn't go into uh, in that short time. And, you know, I didn't really try to cap it at 30 minutes. It just sort of happened that way. But, you know, if you've listened, you can probably sense that I'm just kind of like skipping from year to year, giving events, but not going into too much detail about them. And, you know, there's a lot to talk about. I mentioned my yoga teacher training and how much of that impacted my life, really uh, set the path for where I am today and the journey of what it took to get here through, yeah, discovering trauma that I had experienced as a child, which was, and I will say that we all experience trauma, like every single one of us. Our world is just set up that way where human existence um, in some way, equals trauma experienced within us. And it's up to us, in a way, to to notice and realize and heal through it. Otherwise, we're always going to hold on to it and maybe perpetuate those cycles of trauma. But what I experienced was uh, my dad left us when I was very young, like three or four, left my mom. And that was, you know, something that I hadn't really throughout my life considered as like a a trauma or you know that anything was strange really about that other than not everybody's parents weren't together but a lot of my friends parents weren't together so i didn't feel too like i was the weird one in that sense um but what was interesting what i learned since learning about trauma and since re experiencing this during my teacher training was that what happened to me, you know, happens to lots of people, obviously. Also, lots of people experience insane amounts of suffering and and difficult traumas. And I'm not saying that the event doesn't matter, but uh, physiologically in our bodies, what happens when we experience anything that our system, that our nervous system and that our body and brain perceives as a threat to our survival is registered as, uh, like a traumatic event. And that impacts, uh, especially if it happens when we're young, um, you know, it impacts the way that we develop and then it impacts our behaviors as teenagers and as adults. So that's something that I've learned since all my trauma training, um, since, you know, this experience on my yoga teacher training, and then in many Instances since then, so I could talk about how trauma affects our bodies and brains for hours and hours. And I am probably going to make the next or one of the next podcast episodes about this because I believe it's so important. I can't believe everyone doesn't know this stuff, and it's not taught to us <laughs> like in school. Um, but just for now, I will say that yeah, our our nervous systems and our bodies protect us. They're there to protect us from the threat to our survival, whatever that is perceived as being. And so they create these behaviors, mechanisms, patterns for us as a way to protect us. So for example, like in my life, I've always been extremely self-conscious, extremely shy, like sitting down, talking into a microphone and blasting out to the whole world for them to listen. Like I would never in a million years have done that when I was younger, because even looking people in the eye scared me. (laughs) Like I was so shy. Um, Lunchtime at school, like primary school was an absolute like stress fest for me because I was just so shy. I couldn't talk to anyone. And that's something that was a, a survival mechanism. I can now see that as a way of my, my mind, my body, my, my brain trying to protect me from danger because, you know, like shyness or self-consciousness hiding our, ourselves is linked to the need to be accepted by others, by our tribe, by our community, the people we're close to. So it all links back to, you know, like for so many of us, a lot of behaviors and patterns that we might not even have linked to like a weird event from our childhood um, actually are really linked because what happens in our childhood affects the way that we develop. So that's, yeah, that's just something I wanted to, you know, share a little bit more about because I figured I dropped the big T word in uh, the last podcast, you know, I didn't explain it. So I just wanted to clear that up and and share that with you. If uh if anyone listening has experienced any trauma, which I believe we all have. So I guess I'm speaking to everyone, but I want you to know that I'm I'm always here. You can always reach out to me. You do not have to feel alone in whatever you're experiencing. And there are so many options, so many tools, and so many practices, you know, from therapy to, to yoga, so many things in between to allow the space to work through whatever it is that you're carrying and dealing with. So know that you're not alone. I think that's the most important thing we all need to hear, isn't it? Like, you're not alone. There is support for you. Yeah, I'm always here, man. <laughs> You can always reach out to me, louise at bemovedyoga.com. You can join the email list. There's many ways that I can be of service and support you. So just wanted to throw that out there. Another topic I kind of skimmed over in the last podcast was uh, living in our van, (laughs) which is a bit more of an exciting uh, topic to talk about. But yeah, I kind of mentioned that we myself and my husband Jeff bought a van. I couldn't drive at the time. So he literally drove us in this old van (laughs) twice around the whole country, the whole US, bless him. (laughs) But yeah, uh, living in a van, it was, it was wonderful in so many ways. And we both have said that we definitely would like to do it again at some point with a different van, maybe a newer one, maybe one where we could stand up inside it. (laughs) But Yeah. I mean, if, if you feel called to do it, like really called to, not just because of how beautiful it all looks on social media sometimes, but if you do feel called to it, you know, it's an amazing experience. I will say though, that like, sometimes it was just really difficult as well. Like everything, like life, right? Like I said, in the previous podcast, I gave the highlight reel (laughs) of my, the last eight years of my life. And You know, there's so much that, yeah, is difficult about living in a van, as you might imagine, space uh, being an issue, getting by with uh, limited cookware, (laughs) no electricity. We didn't have any electricity in the van, like we didn't put in lights or anything. Um, We wanted to, we had a solar panel, but we never got around to getting a battery for it yeah like I said if we did van life again I would definitely want to save up more and do it a bit more luxuriously yeah the main thing that was difficult which was kind of only realized I only realized it had been so difficult after we moved into a house and I did think I I mentioned this on the last episode was that I had been so ungrounded and once we finally moved into our friend's home in uh, Frederick, in Maryland, and you know, had a base that wasn't just a van. I instantly felt just a sense of safety that I hadn't felt—a sense of like I'm going to be okay—that <laughs> I hadn't felt when we were living in the van. But I had not realized that at the time, if that makes sense, because it had all felt just like one big adventure. And I love adventure, um, but I guess we'd just gotten to the point where it had become difficult like our van kept breaking down was one of the main reasons we had no heating and it was snowing um and you know I hate the cold anyway that's why we moved to Vegas (laughs) but um yeah so that was really difficult and being in a home being in one place for a period of time obviously meant that we could create more stability for ourselves we could start working again consistently and and yeah, bring in more income, which is obviously, you know, as much as I'd like to say it doesn't matter, it does matter in this world. And having an income and a stable place to stay really affects your sense of safety <laughs> in a good way if you have it. So yeah, that was something I wanted to to share. Maybe it's uh, it's not something that's talked about that much with you know like millennial van lifers, <laughs> but That was my experience anyway. And like, like I said, when we were in the van after my experience on teacher training where all this trauma stuff came up for me, I was in a very raw and vulnerable in a way, uh, like mental state. So yeah, the, having the stability of a home definitely helped enormously with that compared to having just a temporary place to stay. But like I said, it was amazing and we saw some incredible places. We got to climb outside in Moab. Um, That's where we learned to lead climb for the first time. If you don't climb, you probably don't care (laughs) or know what I'm talking about. Um, But if you do, then this one's for you. (laughs) We climbed in some really beautiful places in Arkansas In Moab, in Utah, we got to go to Yosemite, which is still, I think to this day, the most beautiful place I've ever seen with my own eyes. Yeah, there were so many places, but those were the three that come to my mind right now that were really top notch, (laughs) really beautiful. Really, I made this for myself to clear up my conscience and explain uh, myself a bit better, Just share a little bit more a little bit more vulnerability and realness with you, um, because that's what I want to impart going forward, and also it is just really important to to share ourselves, because like I said, the more you shine your light or the more you show your your true self, your show your inner weirdo, like whatever it is, uh, the more others will. We'll see that it's like we're fireflies and we, when we shine our light, we're communicating with others to, to let them know, like you can do this too. It's okay. It's safe to, to be yourself. And it really is. And if for some reason it doesn't feel safe to be yourself, I invite you to, to look at why, and where that belief came from and maybe just sit with it, maybe do some Journaling, always an amazing practice. And, you know, like with everything, the more you practice doing something, the easier it's going to get. So, whether it's sharing your true voice, your true self, whether it's something different, um, the more you do it, the better you get. <laughs> and it might not feel like it at the time, but there's always progress, I promise you. So, I'm going to leave it at that for today. And I hope you enjoyed this uh, little bonus extra episode. And I can't wait to share more with you soon. All have a beautiful rest of your day and go shine your true authentic soul out to the universe. Lots of love. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you heard this. To stay connected with me, head to bemovedyoga.com and sign up for my email list. I'm also bemovedyoga on Instagram. Catch up with you soon. Lots of love from Louise.